Today on Hoops and Cards, the Rookie of the Year rankings. End of NBA regular season. In fact, today, happy play-in Tuesday. It's not just Taco Tuesday. It's Karis LeVert takes over Tuesday. I'm just saying, I don't know if the Celtics have a chance tonight because Russ about to drop some triples on them. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait for the NBA play-in. You know, and today, an episode to focus in on the Rookie of the Year, and all the rookie class of 2021. Who are you looking at? Who are you investing in for the future? Who right now might be overhyped because they've got a big name or they had one or two big games? I dive in. We take a deeper dive into the entire NBA regular season. Statistics, games played, flashes of greatness, and you're going to learn some things like I did in researching these players and their actual performance this year. It's not about how cool they look on a card. It's about how do they actually play on the court. NBA Rookie of the Year. Let's get after it. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hoops and Cards, our first ever NBA Rookie of the Year review, where I mentioned I'm going to take a deeper dive into the stats, and I'm not going to say, hey, here's the guys who we think are going to have the best career, here's the guys who flash like superstars a bit, here's the guys whose cards are worth the most. That's not what the Rookie of the Year award is actually about. It's who really had the best season, who deserves it as a a reward for what they did on the court and how much they did it, really, and how did it impact their teams. All those things are going to help in this conversation, and they should help you and me as we evaluate our card collection, our card purchases moving forward to think through, okay, what guys in this 2021 rookie class, what rated rookies, right, what emergent players arriving now, like what players... You need to know a little bit more about. You need to at least know their names. And some of them you might need to know a little bit less about. That they're not as impressive as they look on that card or as your college buddy said they looked in that pickup game and Fresno. Like, no, this is about how they actually perform in NBA games when the lights are on, the stats are counted up, and how did they help their teams. That's what this is about. And I I wanted to be, at least try to be as objective as possible, you guys. As you know, I love listening to other sports card podcasts. And so I'm sure that our friends at Luca Nation and Sports Card Investor and Pack to the Future and Cardboard Chronicles and, and just really everybody, Card Ladder, lots of people are talking about the rookies and the Rookie of the Year awards and sharing their rankings Slab Stock Sam probably has a full episode that I, I can't wait to listen to, my man. But uh, I didn't want any of the other opinion leaders. I just wanted to look at the stats. I went to ESPN.com. I did some research, made some charts, some graphs. Went old Jonathan Wiley style with some pie charts and rankings. Narrowed things down, rearranged my list a few times, and I've come up with the top five rookies, right? An honorable mention. And with each of these players that I talk briefly about, you're going to learn something. That's my commitment to you, to add some value to the way you invest or collect or just think about basketball cards and the NBA. 
So you're going to learn some things like I did in this process and see that Rookie of the Year uh, and thinking about their cards, this whole class of rookies in a deeper way can help you out. And it's fun. Guys, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't fun to follow the NBA and to look at the next draft even and say, huh, I, I want to try to predict who's going who's gonna to be the next great superstar, which guys from this class have all-star potential and futures moving forward. So with that in mind, I'm going to count down the top five rookies of 2021. And at the end, I'll give you some scouting notes on all the honorable mentions. Because as I go through my countdown, you might be, is, is he going to, is he going to mention, is he, and you got a guy that's come to mind. Well, I'll tell you at the end why I didn't mention your guy and why being a fan of the Celtics might have you thinking Peyton Pritchard deserves some love. Cavs, Isaac Okoro, Chicago, Patrick Williams, Philadelphia, Tyrese Maxey. There's a lot of good young players out there. I'll save the stats and, and thoughts about those guys for the end. I'm going to get right to the top five rookies countdown from 2021. All right, as I start off this list, I'm actually going to get, get through the runner-ups, the honorable mentions, the second and third team guys for this year for their performance. And some of them, hey, spoiler alert, they might have been on your first team. They might have even looked like a rookie of the year candidate at one point, but just didn't have enough, I don't know, good games, enough production, enough playing time for some of them. And, uh, you know, some of these guys you might wind up seeing make big contributions in the playoffs, and that might make their card stock rise just a little bit. But as far as this season goes, I'm going to go in order of, like, honorable mention. Um, uh, what I mean, I'll save the best for last. So the honorable mentions on my list are Patrick Williams from Chicago. High draft pick. Didn't get a ton of uh, production in his 71 games. He had a lot of, actually a lot, <laughs> a couple really big games. A lot of playing time but really did not produce nearly as well as the other guys on my list. Failed to average 10 points, failed to average five rebounds a game. I thought he was supposed to be, hey, eventually he will be a double-double machine. I get it. I really do. And I like him moving forward. But this was not a year for him to be first-team all-rookie. Patrick Williams, Cole Anthony of Orlando, same kind of deal. He was out a little bit, uh, played a lot of meaningless minutes for a team going nowhere, but played like a, a solid point guard, got a lot of extra playing time with Markel Fultz's injury, and uh, made the Magic look good for a few minute stretches here and there. So Cole Anthony flashed some greatness. One of the guys that you could see in the playoffs, although I don't know what kind of role, meaning I don't know how many minutes Peyton Pritchard is going to get, but he did come on strong, especially at the beginning of the season and when the rookie cards were released, a lot of people tried to pick up the Peyton Pritchard cards because he was one of the rookies playing really well. Again, second team, you know, backup point guard, but was carrying uh, some big shots and some big minutes for the Celtics, a playoff team. So Peyton Pritchard, a guy to watch moving forward. Now, some of these rookies, in fact, uh, the next three I'll mention on the honorable mention team, I should say, man, I really like these three guys. They have a ton of upside potential. They are great buys right now in Donruss, 
and I mean real cheap hoops and some of their prism. I said cheap hoops. Some of these guys have awesome potential and teams that are counting on them moving forward. So uh, one of those, these are all honorable mentions still, but Theo Maladon. It seemed like Oklahoma City was playing rookies every night anyway. And Theo Maladon, especially the last four to six weeks of the season, if you look at what he did, uh, he is worth worth a, a long look as a prospect for next year, especially if OKC adds some talent to go with SGA, Theo, Lou Dort, and uh, Darius Baisley, all those guys, really a lot of young talent. But Maladon played uh, as a guard, played a lot of veteran-like minutes, had some good assists. I like him a lot. Now for my hometown favorite, a rookie that when the Cavs drafted him, I thought, I don't know much about him, but he sounds good. Isaac Okoro had a phenomenal last three weeks of the season. And you could say, yeah, but he's on the Cavs. So true. But he played as a starter, played 30 plus minutes in most of those games. Fantastic defense. He even started hitting a jumper, which we didn't know he could do. He played one season at Auburn, and so we didn't really know what we had. Uh, look, it's Cavs, and I started saying, we, we, we. We didn't know what we had. Isaac Okoro, guys, looks good, and he had a great uh, last 10 games. So I'm excited about him going forward. I'm not saying all-star. I'm saying a, an improving 3 and D player who could be a starter in the NBA, like for a continued stretch of time. So like him a lot. And he had an impressive last stretch run, as did Kenyon Martin Jr. Now, I'm old enough to remember when Kenyon Martin signed on to commit to play at Cincinnati in college. Like, that's that's how long we've been doing this podcast, baby. No, Kmart Jr., Kenyon Martin Jr. came on for Houston and in the last 10 games really, really took off. Got a lot of playing time. When he gets hot as a shooter, he's awesome. Another guy who can guard multiple positions and play multiple positions. And so you got to like what he has to offer. Uh, He's one of my honorable mention team. One of the guys who, actually two guys who you might have thought, oh, these guys are starting out great and they could be on the all-rookie team. They could be rookie of the year candidates. One of them, James Wiseman for Golden State. Big man showed flashes of stardom, greatness, being that big man in the middle for Golden State, but he only played 39 games, so really can't consider him. Injuries are a factor, and uh, but boy, Golden State made the playoffs without him anyway. I mean, they're they're loaded, and they get to add him back for next season along with Klay Thompson, and wow, they're going to be much better. We'll see what they do against the Lakers tomorrow night. And finally, the final member of my honorable mention team, drumroll, This is a guy some of you might have on your first team. Like if you're saying, oh, top five, well, this guy is definitely in it. And I would say maybe if we made the list in February, but I didn't. I made the list over the last three days. Like I said, I looked into this, looked into the data, looked at the players, the teams, their full season of performance. And so, yeah, Emmanuel quickly, IQ for the Knicks, landed on the honorable mention list. In fact, if I had a number six, if I made a top six, Emmanuel quickly, quick, Emmanuel quickly would have been number six. He did have a good season. He did overproduce uh, for what the Knicks were expecting of him. He does look like a legit 
uh, rotation player, if not a future solid starter in the NBA. So IQ is a great addition for the Knicks. And there's another guy to watch in the playoffs if he gets some extended minutes. It did feel like the Knicks relied on him less and less as April arrived and May hit and they were making a playoff push to uh, to first to clinch, but then also to host a series. So so they didn't use IQ as much, uh, but they, they had to be impressed with what he had, um, what he had shown them this year. A couple other guys that you might say, hey, they had potential, they had big games. Denny Abdesia for the Washington Wizards, not bad. Uh, seemed to do better when he had the ball in his hands and he could create, but when Russ is running the offense, you don't get a lot of opportunities to do that. So, And finally, one more who had some fantastic games, but just uh, he must have hit the rookie wall <laughs> you know, <laughs> after two weeks. Alexei Pokashevsky, and uh, there's a tall shooting forward who can handle the ball, see the court. I compared him crazy, compared him to Dirk Nowitzki at one point on this podcast, so didn't finish his rookie year that great, didn't didn't finish super healthy either, but hey, there's another guy to watch moving forward. So I got the honorable mentions out of the way. Emmanuel Quickly, Isaac Okoro, a lot of these guys look great, Peyton Pritchard, Cole Anthony, Kenyon Martin Jr., Theo Maladon and Patrick Williams. Good times. But in a moment, let's get to the top five. All right, let's do it. Let's do number five and number four on my list. The Rookie of the Year rankings. Number five, and I got to say... Sometimes the best rookies are on bad teams. Sometimes that's because they drafted them higher. And sometimes it's because they have desperate need for talent to play them. Or these guys get more minutes. Either way, I don't care. Detroit's Sadiq Bey had a, had a solid season all throughout. But really showed some strong flashes in the last few weeks. And so that's why I gave him the nod over quickly. He finished well. Very similar seasons, like scoring-wise, minutes, all that stuff. Sadiq played in 71 games, averaged 13 points a game. And yeah, it was Detroit. But there's something to be said for a rookie playing, what, all 71 games and finishing strong on a season and on a team that, like, boy, if anybody had an excuse to just roll over and mail it in, it would be the Detroit Pistons or one of the other teams I'm about to mention. My point is Sadiq Bey is a guy that you can find in all of this year's rookie sets. And uh, I actually have one of his prism, just a base card. It's like the one of the few prism rookie cards I actually have at this point. But uh, I, I think he has the chance, obviously, to gain more playing time in Detroit and be a part of a nice young core that um, honestly I think will just continue Detroit's mediocrity for a long time. This is not a guy to build your franchise around. And uh, Sadiq, if you're listening, I'm, I'm sorry. It would, you know, Maybe this will motivate you to, to step it up next year and double your points per game. Like Sometimes you never know where the next Giannis or, I mean, we knew Donovan Mitchell would be decent, but Sadiq Bey has the potential to be a great scorer, shooter, defender, in this league for a long time and that's probably what Detroit saw in him and why they let him play so early I remember 
him taking some rookie highlights and rankings in just his first two weeks. So Sadiq Bay, number five on my countdown. Solid young player on a, on a bad team where he's just going to be counted on again next year to step up his game and produce more and more. And let's go to number four, a guy who some people you might have on your, on your number one, uh, or you did at some point this year, and that is Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton from the Sacramento Kings. He had a fantastic season as a, really a candidate for sixth man of the year, playing in 65 games, 13 points a game, 5.3 assists, 3.0 rebounds. And that's a really solid stat line. And I I don't know if you have got to see him play because a lot of people, Sacramento, hey, they're not in a lot of primetime games. And even if they were, they play out west, so they're late night games. I I just watched some of his highlights on YouTube uh, today. And you'll find out why in a minute. But I was so impressed with his court vision. Super impressed with his shooting ability. And here's a guy who uh, reeks of future stardom. I just don't know what Sacramento plans to do with their young core and how much they can really count on guys like Bagley or Holmes or some of these others. But they certainly, with De'Aaron Fox, Buddy, and now Tyrese, they have a wealth of guard talent. I might as well call them the Cavs of the West or the Trailblazers of the South. But Tyrese Halliburton, guys, he he is worthy of being in the conversation for Rookie of the Year, even though he's on a bad team. And he did play most of the season, producing very well. And when a young guard gets a lot of assists like that, you know, five plus a game, that's pretty exciting. So Tyrese, great job. You're on my first team, at least, right? Number four overall in uh, the top five rookies in this draft class. Halliburton, the sparkling rookie, throws it in and one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we move to number three on my list, a guy who presents quite a conundrum, a relative unknown for a lot of people who just looked at last year's first and second round picks, or just look at this year's rated rookies in Don Russ or the ones with the RC in Prism. Here's a guy, number three, nobody was talking about in December or January or February, but then in March and in April and in May, people started to recognize what Houston's Jay Sean Tate has been doing. Here's his, here's his stat line, you guys. Uh, a year or so removed from Ohio State where he was a fan favorite for his effort, his attitude, his longevity, his complete game, hustle, and defense. Like, guys, I am a Buckeye fan, and I loved watching him for several years at OSU. So to see him make it to the NBA, make it to the Houston Rockets, start, and then I even remember watching like a, a pregame like advertisement for a game that night. And it was like Steph Curry and the Warriors take on Jay Sean Tate and the Houston Rockets. I'm like, what? Jay Sean, man, number three. Could have been a tie for number two or four, depending on how you slice this. But 70 games, 
11.3 points a game, 2.5 assists, 5.3 rebounds, 1.1 steals, and 50% from the field. Here is a kid who does it all. Jayshon Tate is a guy you would love to have as a coach. I mean, a young kid that plays with hustle all the time. Doesn't matter that he's 6'4", 6'5". Goes in there amongst the trees, like boxes out, gets the loose ball, dives on the ground, plays just with his hair on fire. That's a, that's a saying we mean as a compliment for playing with intensity at all times. I love it. And Houston loved it. And he was starting well before Houston's, uh, you know, breakdown and trades and John Wall's out and all this stuff. And it's Kenyon Martin's team. Like, Jay Sean was starting early in the season, playing a lot and playing that that glue guy role, that Swiss army knife who does a lot of things. And he poses a conundrum for people that are trying to find his rookie cards too, because here it is. You ain't going to find it. He's not in this year's prism set. He's not a Donruss rated rookie. He's not a, a hoops emergent. There's no my house insert in optic coming with Jay Sean Tate. What you got so far, guys, is, I mean, maybe he's this year's Kendrick Nunn, you know, where they're going to make a Donruss optic card in a little while and then forget to put his name on the front, you know. That's that's what a conundrum Jay Sean Tate is. Or you have to go to the Panini Instant card that they made on the spot that you could buy direct from Panini or now you can find it on eBay. I think that's his only rookie card. Correct me if I'm wrong, you guys. You guys, Jay Sean Tate is my number three and proud as an Ohio State Buckeye fan to tell you about him. Reed to the basket with a miss. Tate yanks it down. Here he comes. Jay Sean Tate all the way to the basket, coast to coast. Nobody picked him up. At this point, there should be no suspense as I'm down to two players left for Rookie of the Year. And it's really been a a two-man race most of the season. If you watch what LaMelo Ball has been doing in Charlotte and what Anthony Edwards has been doing in Minnesota. And some some of us, I mean a lot of us, after LaMelo uh, made such an impressive debut and had so many really wonderful games, triple-double type games, uh, he looked like a lock for having a really bright future and his team made the playoffs. So let me run down the stats on, uh, you know, as, as wonderful as LaMelo played at times, he was injured and missed more than 20 games. And uh, that to me was a decisive uh, length of time that he could not recover from that. His, his, his stats were not stellar. So stellar as those, you know, few amazing games that that stood out. His stats didn't make up for missing all that time. So in 51 games, here's my runner-up. LaMelo Ball, Charlotte Hornets, 51 games, 15 seven points a game. That's that's impressive. Six assists, six rebounds a game. In his last 10 games, though, when he did come back, LaMelo was 15.1 points a game on 38% field goal shooting with 6.2 assists. Right, that's that's kind of normal for a decent rookie point guard, but 38% field goal percentage, uh, that's not rookie of the year production. At times, Lamelo he looked like an all-star already, had a complete game 
and confidence on the court, but missing 20 games to injury, it did cost him some growth, the, the chance to grow with his team in a lot of those games, the chance to develop as a shooter and face some big-time moments in the heat of a playoff race where positioning is on the line. Uh, missing missing 20 games, I think, cost him a chance at pushing Edwards for Rookie of the Year. So my second place, my runner-up, even though he is the iconic rookie for basketball card collectors, the LaMelo NBA Hoops, I remember when that released and those things were selling for like hundreds of dollars on eBay and his Donruss rated rookie and his prism and his prism silver to, to see those debut at such high prices and the hype people were at times saying this is like, boy, this is almost like Zion. He's a ball. He's a lamello. He's he's doing it all at such a young age. And he has a bright future, guys. But if you grade it on performance this year, not only did he not have enough games in comparison to Anthony Edwards, he he also was, I believe, outperformed by Anthony Edwards. So it's no uh, slight to LaMelo not to win Rookie of the Year. I'm not sure he would have won it in previous years. He just had a great season, and he was in the conversation. The fact that he had such like a handful of really awesome games has us super excited for his future and he's worth investing in because he looks like a multiple time all-star down the road but we don't give rookie of the year awards for who looks cool who has triple doubles in february and who might have a better career someday we give them the rookie of the year goes to the guy who played the best and produced the most for his team and whose numbers really just put him way far ahead of the pack and so you know We'll find out who that is in a minute. And now my Rookie of the Year for 2021 in the NBA. That award goes to, after much thought, deliberation, research, and comparison with all the other rookies, it goes to Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Edwards played the full season in Minnesota, 72 games, notching 19.3 points, 2.9 assists, 4.7 rebounds, and 1.1 steals a game. But it was during the final stretch where he clinched it. This budding young superstar in his last 10 games soared with 26 points a game on 51% shooting with 4.3 assists and 5.8 boards. Now, LaMelo Ball has the more popular name, and he will be playing tonight in the playoff, but Edwards wins, in my mind, wins the Rookie of the Year conversation in a landslide. This award should be about actual performance, not a popularity contest. It's not about who might be a better long-term player. It's about choosing the player who had the superior year in his rookie class, Anthony Edwards. And here's a guy who, yeah, he had to step up while other players, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, were getting hurt. Anthony Edwards just continued to grow and be aggressive and shoot and score. And I think it's impressive. I think it's impressive that during that final stretch of 10 games, he shot 51% from the field. A lot of times a rookie or even a player who is known as getting volume minutes and and known primarily as a scorer, they don't start out their careers shooting more than 45% from the field. Here's Anthony Edwards at 51% the last 10 games. If you've seen this kid play, you know he has a great inside-outside game. He's very efficient, very aggressive, versatile, and can do a bit of everything. So Minnesota made the right pick at number one, and you will too if you invest in this kid, one of the youngest players in his class, and he'll be entrenched as a starter, a building block 
for the T-Wolves and a probable all-star for many years to come. So I like Anthony Edwards as an investor, as a collector, as a fan. He's fun to watch. And even though he's on Minnesota, <clears throat> I mean, they do have some nice young players that uh, have a chance with D'Angelo Russell if they can keep Carl Anthony Towns, if they can get some decent coaching and figure out what Malik Beasley offers them. And guys like Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels and Jalen Noel, and they, they've got some good players, but Minnesota needs to just win. And Anthony Edwards is the kind of guy that can take over games and win those games for you. So there's my rookie of the year. There's the guy I'm going to invest in. Uh, I do think he's a better buy in a couple months when he's been out of the playoffs, obviously he didn't make it. And, uh, when people start to forget about basketball because it's football season starting. So August, September, I would start, actually I will. So leave some for me. I'm going to be going after Anthony Edwards, whether it's prism or select, uh, but looking for unique cards of this rookie while we can find them on the cheap or at least on the affordable. His cards are high as he deserves. Like I said, if you look at how he finished the season, uh, there's a, there's a collective wow from the NBA, Anthony Edwards, my hoops and cards, Rookie of the Year for 2021. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, and I love interacting with you guys when it comes to basketball, the NBA, watching watching the highlights already of the play-in. And uh, yeah, Pacers. Wow. Wow. Anyway. This Hopefully this episode added some value to the way you think about this year's rookie class and some, some guys that have bright futures that maybe didn't have amazing seasons, uh, but tons of potential there. And certainly the big names, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. It's things to build on. Hey, jump in and uh, follow us at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Give me a shout out there, direct message, or uh, email directly at hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com. Working on some exciting things for our future and trying to grow this, this network that we're developing. So thank you for being a part of it. Look forward to uh, connecting with you as the playoffs progress and have a great week. Jalen Noel finds Anthony Edwards. Side steps for three, and that was very James Harden esque.